It's now the middle of December and if you haven't got your stuff together and drummed up some special campaigns for the holiday season, you better hurry up. But it's not too late. In this episode, I discuss two new features to Google AdWords and Facebook that your competitors aren't doing. Plus, what the hell does HubSpot's new free version do? Is it any good? Well, I wrote test that and a whole lot more in this episode of Inbound Buzz. Welcome to the Inbound Buzz podcast, your weekly jolt of all things digital and inbound marketing. Brought to you by redpandas.com.au. Now for your host and co-founder of Red Pandas, Moby Sadiq. Welcome to Inbound Buzz. I'm your host, Moby Sadiq. I'm so very excited to join you today. For our regular listeners, my apologies. I know I'm a couple of days late. It's just that time of the year. Things are gearing up quite a bit before they kind of quiet down for Christmas. And I hope both professionally and personally, you're getting ready, you're getting pumped. And look, just before I get into it, I just want to say I love December. I absolutely love December. For me, it's that time where I reflect and I plan for the next year and get all excited about all the possibilities the next year can bring. Now, specifically, I think back to what I'm most proud of, and this is in a professional and personal manner, what I'm most grateful for this year, what could have been better, and what are some key things I need to improve on. And from there, I develop a goals framework where I look at three, six, and 12 months, and that just kind of gears me up and gets me through December. And of course, you've got your business and marketing goals that are all in the mix of that as well. Now, have you ever gone into Christmas thinking, man, There's a lot more we should have done. There's a lot more we could have done to either take advantage of. Because it's going to be one of three things, right? There's going to be a Christmas rush for you and your business. There's going to be a Christmas or, you know, season break. Or things are just going to be business as usual. But notwithstanding that, for most of you, there are things that you can do during this time. Well, as of today, today's episode is going live on the 14th of December. If you're listening around the time this episode goes live, it's still not too late. You can still whip up a few very quick, very easy campaigns that I guarantee they're so new that most of your competitors simply aren't doing them. So this brings me to my feature topic. You know, quick Christmas or holiday season campaigns you should try on AdWords and Facebook. Now, one thing I'll say is um, on the AdWords side, This isn't an exhaustive list, right? These are just a couple of quick updates that you can do. There's other things you should be looking into. This is a good time to see whether you've got your site link. So when you see an ad, you can put things on the bottom. You can have links that go to a special, you know, Christmas page or a Black Friday page or, you know, Boxing, we've got Boxing Day sales or, you know, obviously Black Friday's over, but Boxing Day sales, whatever. You can have these site links. You can have site links to phone numbers. You can have uh, site links to locations, a whole suite of things. And I'll talk about one in a second. Now, back in episode 34, an episode that I called the pricing episode, I spoke about Facebook Messenger ads. And how this works is just quickly, you can now create an ad that instead of going to, you know, a landing page or a website or, you know, opens up uh, one of those lead gen um, pop-ups, you can actually open up a Messenger thread, an actual Facebook Messenger thread and interact with people, right? And a quick example, you know, say a car mechanic wants to advertise uh, advertise vehicle servicing. They could say, look, you know, hi, if you give me your car's make and model, I can come up with a quote. Now, that episode's a real key one if you want to go back to some of my best practices. That's episode 34. I'll put that in the show notes. Um, and, you know, some of the things I discussed, you know, one of the biggest things you can do is just responding quickly 
responding quickly and promptly and I'm talking you know with a matter of within a matter of you know two to four business hours in quicker if you can that will increase the likelihood to increase the probability of you converting that lead like nothing else you could do and I'll also share a link by John uh, John Luma where he shares a step-by-step on how to set this up cool all right now one thing I didn't discuss in that episode and this was quite new at the time as well was it's it's similar to this you know Facebook Messenger ad thing in a way but different and that's Google AdWords click to message ads and I say it's similar because in the same vein the whole thing about Facebook Messenger ads why I think they work and why we've seen some promising you know preliminary results with the with them is it reduces the path of resistance it reduces that friction that you have between a prospect and a brand same thing how it works here with AdWords is you set up a message extension. So I mentioned before, you know, this is also a good time to make sure all your extensions are set up. Um, and by the way, if you do set up any extensions for the holiday season, make sure you put expiry dates on them. The last thing you want, it rocks into March and you're still running a Christmas special, right? You don't want to embarrass yourself there. So this is another extension of sorts. And what it does is it adds a messaging extension and then tapping on that texting texting option for a a user launches their SMS app, right? So, you know, the messaging app on Android or iPhone or whatever they're using with a pre-written message tailored to the product or serving a service of your choosing. So, for example, say you're a travel advertiser and someone messages you searching for hotels, you know, hotels in Sydney or hotels in New York or whatever. They click on that in the ad. It opens up a pre-populated text whatever you put in there it could say something like hi i'm interested in a reservation please text me back for more information so all they got to do is hit send and that's obviously going to someone's mobile phone or messaging service and again this is texting is one of those things it's an area that i believe is underutilized by brands and marketers and according to a study done by google 65 percent of consumers say that that they would consider using messaging to connect with their business to get information about a product or service, or to schedule an in-person appointment. Now, this is, of course, they're talking about SMS messaging here. And I'm always kind of wary of these studies. I always look into these studies where, what the sample sizes were and what you know country they were done in. And this was a study that they did in US, Canada, UK, and, of course, you know my hometown, Australia, as well. So I'll link to something from the Google blog if you're interested in the click-to-message uh, service and again, these are a couple of things that you can do that that are still quite novel that your competitors aren't doing. And when these networks release these features, they like getting them in front of eyeballs because they want people to get conditioned to them. They want people to get savvy with them. So definitely check those out. Now, speaking of Facebook, this is this is really cool. So earlier this month, Facebook announced and has already released split testing of your ads. Now you might say you've what are you talking about? You can already split test. Well, you you can, but not really. It's not really split testing the way it was before December. Now, of course, split testing allows an advertiser, allows you to experiment with two or more versions, right? You can play with uh, two or more variables that you might want to test. You could test a different audience. You could test a different creative or copy or headline. And one of the biggest ways I solve debates, so they oft, often talk about without without data, you rely on the highest person paid's opinion, right? And that's not the best way to do stuff. You've got to be data-driven. But often you'll have these objective discussions. And the the ways I solve debates around, you know what, no, this headline will work or, or this headline will work, I sort of say, look, let's just test it. Let's just give it a go. I don't know what's going to work. 
I have an idea, but let's just give it a go. Now, when it comes to testing audiences, you know, for instance, you can use ad sets. So in Facebook, you use ad sets. You know, AdWords has ad groups, but in Facebook, you've got ad sets. And ad sets are those groups of ads where you do your targeting. So you could, you know, create a different ad set. You can have the same copy, the same creative. You can have a different ad set for a different audience or a different optimization. Now, until now, you couldn't prevent overlap. So it wasn't really split testing. So for instance, say you create an ad set for parents of toddlers, and then you've got another ad set with you know people who read books on early childhood education. There wasn't there wasn't any way you could prevent that overlap. Whereas with AdWords, you could. You could have uh, you know an ad group for Sydney, an ad group for Melbourne, and there's not going to be that much overlap. Um, or there won't be any overlap. But here, you couldn't prevent that. The same person might see the ad twice. The other problem was marketers were, you know, they're obviously treating this like split testing. So they'd apply 50% of their budget on one creative and 50% on the other creative. But there was no assurance that ads were shown equally. So you couldn't really assure that I'm going to put up this so-called split test and, you know, the equal people are going to see one ad and equal people are going to see another ad. And this is a real problem because often you look at your AdWords, your Facebook data rather, and you say, oh, you know, this one was shown to a thousand people, this one was shown to 500 people, Facebook must have prioritized that one over the other. There's no assurances, there's no guarantees that that was ever happening. Now, with split testing, of course, it is proper split testing, so you can do that. And I'll share a shot of a screenshot of my computer so you can see whether you have this feature or not. So I've got this feature and I understand that most people have business manager. So business manager is a version of Facebook ads and, and pages where it's usually for people who work with agencies or it's usually for agencies. Not everyone has it and that's totally fine. I know I definitely have it and it works for campaigns with uh, the where the objective is website conversion. So you've set the objective, you know, it's website conversions or mobile app installs or lead generation. And if you look at my screenshot, you will see where the new split testing little, you know, notification comes up. And if you don't see that, then obviously you don't have it. Now, cool. Okay, so what should you split test? What is it that you should now? The first, first things are first, whatever you do, have the Facebook tracking pixel set up for God's sakes. Get that pixel there. Now this pixel, how it works is you drop it onto your website and then it allows you to do a few things. You can see whether someone actually converted. You know, did I actually get a sale or an inquiry from someone coming from this fake Facebook ad? You can do things like custom audiences and lookalike audiences. You can say, you know what, I want to target, you know, so retargeting, I want to target everyone on Facebook who visited my website. You can do that. So all these these really cool sexy stuff you can only do if you have that track training a uh, tracking pixel up. Now, if you're trying to gear up for Christmas and you haven't done it before, by all means get it up, right? Get it up before you get this pixel. Done is better than perfect, but ASAP as soon as you can get this pixel set up. Now, once you got that pixel set up, there are so many things you should test. And really, I'm of the mind that you should never just create an ad. You never just create an ad and see how it goes because you're wasting you know, a marketing research opportunity. You should at least test creative. So I spoke about creative before, you know, testing one message against a different message, a headline against another headline, an image against another image. One thing I will say about split testing, you should only really test one key variable at a time. So if I created a split test where, and I can obviously do this now on Facebook quite clearly, 
I do, I'm testing a different image, right? I might test one image. Everything's the same on both ads and one has a different image. You know, one I would recommend is using people, right? Use people shots, use, you know, in situ shots with people in them. But funnily enough, again, and there's no golden rules, we've had clients where the people shots did not work, where shots of the actual properties just worked so well, right? So again, you have to test this stuff. So if I'm testing whether a, people, a person shot works or a product shot just on its own works, I'm then not going to test the headline as well. That's a different test. So I'm not going to have a people a person shot in one, a product shot in another, then the title might say, you know, click now, you know, for a free consultation, and the other headline might be, um, you know, 100% refundable deposit or whatever it is. I'm not going to do that. The other things you should be testing are audiences. So, you know, you can look at interests. You might test one group of interests against another group of interests. You could test your lookalike audiences versus, some custom, versus custom audiences. So a custom audience could be a database you've uploaded. And, you know, now it's, it's also a good opportunity. If you've got a database that you haven't done much with, that's kind of dormant, dare I say you've bought one, which you shouldn't, then at least you can test them on Facebook. You can upload them as a custom audience and test it. And maybe you can test that against people who look like that audience or test them against people who have visited your website, those sort of things. The final thing is a really, really good one. And that's bidding optimizations. If you've ever created a campaign before and you've seen you know, optimize for clicks or optimize for conversions. You're like, ah, oh. look, I've been doing this for three years and even myself, I still, I'll start a campaign and it will say, do you want to optimize this for clicks or conversions? I'm like, well, that is such an obvious question. It's not obvious. Do I want more clicks? Do I want more conversions? I'm only really getting a couple of conversions for this particular campaign, so will it optimize to that? Then there's things like, do I manual bid or automatic bid? You can now split test this stuff. So split test it. You know, there's no right or wrong. It will vary for different industries and different, I guess, you know, creatives. So that's the other one, bidding optimizations in addition to creative and audiences. And funnily enough, Mr. John Numa himself, the master of Facebook ads, if there was one stop shop, one place you would go for Facebook ads, it would be John Luma. Um, he's also written uh, an article about this, which I'll link to in the show notes. And the other one, actually, by the way, if you're more of an audio person, you know, if you're listening to this, you likely are. Uh, another podcast that I've mentioned in the past is the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. So these guys, literally like 60, 70% of the time, they're talking about Facebook ads. And that is run by the guys at Digital Marketer. Now, let's get on to HubSpot. Now, this like confused the crap out of me. And I was that inbound, right? I was there when they released and announced all this, all these products. So I want to talk about HubSpot and the business they've now become and the products that they're now offering because it's hella confusing. Before inbound, you could get the HubSpot. So HubSpot, they break, they're kind of offering into marketing and sales. And on the marketing side, you could get basic and it starts. And these are Australian prices if you're in America then I'm very jealous because your prices are a lot cheaper than ours. But you could get HubSpot Basic for $270. HubSpot Professional was at around $1,000, and that's really where you know the main kind of features come in. And then Enterprise uh, was $3,200, and still is, you know, around $3,200. And of course, on the sales side, you had HubSpot. You've had uh, HubSpot CRM and HubSpot Sales. That was confusing enough before. But since inbound, they've announced the HubSpot growth stack. 
which is kind of like, you know those Whitman's assorted chocolates where you kind of get a, a bit of this and a bit of that to sample it's It's like that. It's a mix of their free products, right? The HubSpot growth stack. And I think the concept of a growth stack, to be honest, confuses more people than it should. Chances are the persona that understands the concept of a software stack probably is in a business that can afford a paid version. But look, I could be wrong, right? I think this is a simpler way to look at it. So on the marketing side, we've always had basic professional enterprise, like I've mentioned. These three versions are really different powered versions of marketing automation. So by that, you can tell, you know, what pages someone has visited, provided they fill out a form, of course. You know, that's how every marketing automation software works. If they fill out a form, then you know that particular person visited all these pages and this page on this date and so on and so forth. You can obviously send automated emails. You can send email newsletters. You can create landing pages. And on Pro and Up, which is really, where really, if you're going to be spending money on HubSpot, you should be spending Pro and Up. You can create workflows and lead scores. As an example, I could say anyone who visits, obviously I have their, their details, anyone who visits my pricing page three times and then comes back to my site twice should get an automated sales email and then the sales guy should get an email as well that says, hey, we've sent the, this guy an email, it's a hot lead, check it out, whatever, right? Simple. Now let's talk about to the new entrants, and this will be particularly useful, important to you, to you guys who aren't using any kind of automation software, who like the idea of HubSpot, maybe couldn't afford it, maybe didn't think it was worth it. This is going to be particularly useful for you guys. Let's talk about the new entrants to the HubSpot marketing suite side. That's HubSpot Free and HubSpot Starter. Now I find these two products, free and starter, extremely fascinating. Not exactly for the reasons you'll think, from more of a marketing point of view. It feels to me HubSpot has figured that, hey, we're no longer in the marketing automation business. That's not the business we're in. We're in the lead generation business. And it makes sense when you look at how they position their products. And if you're already on HubSpot, take it as a student of marketing, you know, what an interesting strategy this is. And I think this is possibly because most people don't understand marketing automation, but everyone understands the concept of lead generation and really direct tactics of lead generation, like direct response tactics, like pop-up forms. Which takes me back to free and starter. So they both feature lead flows, right? So they used to call it lead in before lead flows. It's kind of like a pop-up sliding tool, like Optin Monster, which, you know, for me, you know, Lead Flows is great, but Optin Monster is my tool of choice, and check that tool out, and also you can check out episode 17, where I interviewed the founder of Optin Monster, but, you know, you can have these pop-up slide-ins that are based on contextual, you know, things, like, for instance, someone's reading a blog post about marketing automation, here's an ebook about marketing automation, someone is checking out the contact page, they've been there for, you know, for a minute or so, maybe let's give them a special offer, something like that. You know, they're, they're coming back again, give them, give them something. What I'm not talking about is a zero second pop-up that says, hey, sign up to our newsletter, it's amazing, and it's like no context whatsoever. I'm not talking about that. So it's got lead flows. In addition, so the, we're, again, we're still talking about free and starter here. In addition, you can create forms and see what pages a contact has visited after they fill out the form. Starter is $50 a month, and for that you get no time limit on the activity you see after lead capture. So with free, you only get seven days of data. So someone 
feels out of form and then you can see you know at any given time you can see seven days worth of data what they did on your website and with the free you have hubspot branding which you know isn't great to have you know something that's distracting like that but it's not too bad and you can't have custom form fields so you get things like name email you know phone number but not custom fields like say you want to you work in the car industry and you want a field that says are you looking for a new car or old car you can't do that and look i really thought about this right like as a student of marketing i'm like who is this tool really for you know is this just a waste of time because at first i'm like this tool is all sizzle but no sausage, right? Or all sizzle or no steak, whatever you're more familiar with. It really doesn't do the marketing automation side, right? Like insights are great, but if there's no marketing automation, you can't do anything with that data. Like who's going to go in and check seven days worth of data and, you know, like is it one of those, oh, it's interesting, but what do I do with it? And then I realized I'm looking at this completely the wrong way. And I can say that because I've been doing marketing automation for a while. You know, like this is something that I'm quite savvy with and I've learned to love HubSpot for its marketing automation side. But for someone, like if, you're, if you've been sitting on the fence about marketing automation, you couldn't afford it or you couldn't justify the time or you didn't really understand it or you're looking for an excuse to try the, a, a version of HubSpot, or prove it to your boss or yourself, then this is for you. All those reasons, right? If you you haven't kind of ventured in yet, all those reasons, this is the tool for you. And I mean, there's a lot of really cool, when you think about it, a lot of cool things you can do with this that most people and most of your competitors aren't doing. For instance, and I hear actually, I want to give a big shout out to, you know, my inbound brothers from other mothers, Craig and Ian from Hubshots. And I want to give you an example that Craig talks about in episode 61 where he talks about having different slide-ins so not not intrusive pop-ups or homepage takeovers or page takeovers non-intrusive uh, non-intrusive slide-ins that are gentle nice nudging sort of slide-ins for every blog post for you know his clients so if, his, if there's a particular blog post there's a bespoke special slide-in for them so definitely check out that uh, episode um, and check out the podcast in general, man. Like these guys, are two of the nicest inbound marketers you're going to meet. And I think he, um, by the way, he, Craig also mentioned some ideas around using your top 10 pages. So look at your top 10 pages, use leading and, you know, have some slide-ins that kind of work. So check those out. And I'm to be honest, I'm getting graciously competitive. It's not fair they've given me multiple kudos in two episodes in a row so much love guys i know you're listening now so back to this so hubspot is making a very clever play here because they're moving sideways and to be honest they're moving backwards to move forwards now if you study business or marketing you might have remembered ansoft's growth matrix right and i know some of you are like oh my god blast from the past so in ansoft's growth matrix they talk about there's four ways you can grow a business there's market development there's market penetration, there's diversification, and there's product development, four key ways, or, you know, call it service development. Now, HubSpot, they've taken new products related to what they're already doing. You know, it's something that's just a small stretch to what they're already doing, and they've pivoted to a new market, and essentially, they've uh, captured a persona in the early stages of their marketing automation lifecycle. So, it's a, a mix of product sorry market development sorry product development and diversification it's a mix of that 
that's what I mean when I say the real HubSpot. Like HubSpot for me, the real HubSpot is the power behind HubSpot is marketing automation. So it's a very, very clever play and a great marketing lesson for growth, you know, getting users early in the journey. And of course, guys, that's what inbound marketing is all about. Now, just to tick this off because I did want this to be a comprehensive overview. So if you just listen to this and you want to know what the hell HubSpot is now with their marketing and sales sides, just to kind of cap it off. On the sales side, they've got, of course, they've always had HubSpot CRM, which has been free for over a year. It's a great CRM, fully featured. You can create your pipelines, your deals, um, you know, all your contacts and that sort of thing. And then HubSpot sales, right? So HubSpot sales, if you remember ages ago, maybe you do, um, it used to be called Sidekick. Now, what that likes, it's a cool little toolkit. What it lets you do is, it's a little bit of light marketing automation. So you can set up automated emails for people in the CRM. You can send personalized emails. You can send people a link that, and this could be all automated, right? Or could be, you know, sent manually. That sends people a link that says, hey, this is this link is linked to my calendar. Find a free slot when convenient to you. And it will save you a world of 12 emails going back and forth trying to figure out a day and time that works. So it's pretty cool. Now, HubSpot CRM is completely free, always ha- well, it has been for a very long time, but HubSpot Sales branches into a paid version called HubSpot Sales Pro, which lets you do a lot more what I've mentioned, but again, HubSpot Sales is kind of limited, so you can only do a certain amount of automated emails, you can only do a certain amount of, um, you can even track your phone calls you know, and, and record the, your, those phone calls. It's limited in what you can do. So again, another Whitman sampler box of chocolates type scenario. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. It's been a pleasure as always. Next week, I'm super, super, super pumped. People often ask me, you know, how is it that you're doing what you're doing? How do I kind of learn to do what you do? And one of the first resources I refer them to is Smart Insights. Well, I'm interviewing the Dave Chaffee from Smart Insights, one of my personal marketing heroes, one of the first resources I picked up when I became a strategist myself. And We've been going back and forth and finally another interview I've been able to lock down. So definitely tune in. Do not miss that one. He's going to talk about strategy. He's going to talk about what's the latest and greatest in 2017. This guy knows his stuff. Guys, thank you once again. You know where to reach me. Moby at redpandas.com.au via email or at Moby Sadiq on Twitter. Hope you have a fantastic day ahead and I'll catch you again for another episode of Inbound Buzz. Thanks for listening to Inbound Buzz. Learn anything? Return the favor by spreading the word. Want to make your mark in digital? Need help with your digital strategy, inbound, and marketing automation efforts? Then visit redpandas.com.au and be sure to tune in next time for another Inbound Buzz hit.